Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. And uh, in that spirit, uh, I'm excited to launch into a, a few conversations now in the next month or so about how to experience and how to foster in others this Easter, risen Jesus, resurrection life to a greater degree. And uh, I'm excited to kind of launch into that today with a conversation uh, with our connection pastor here at Southridge, a guy by the name of Jeff Martins, effectively known as Junior. Junior, welcome. Good to be back on here. Hello, uh, listeners and friends. Going to say welcome back. You've been yeah. on a few times. So uh, give us the update on how things have been going in your world lately. Yeah, things, things are good. Uh, I'd say kind of in our family life, personal world, we're probably like everybody just sort of itching for the, like the fullness of spring to get here to, you know, the more consistent, warmer temperatures and enjoying the outside and stuff. And our kids are in, you know, various uh, activities that are flowing these days. So, so that stuff is, is feeling good. Just celebrated Easter as a church and, uh, boy, it's first time for us in a few years of being back together in person for the Easter celebration and it felt needed and it felt wonderful. So yeah, things are good. Yeah, for leaders listening outside of Southridge, uh, we remained online the last two Easters, uh, partly by choice, partly by restrictions in Ontario. And so really, this was the first live Easter Sunday service that we'd experienced in three years. And uh, you could certainly feel the pent-up enthusiasm, and yeah, it just felt great to be together. So Mm -hmm. that kind of segues into how things are going at work. Anything else you want to talk about? Sort of... Church-wise these days, I realize we're, that's the conversation we're going to get into, but how are things going in your world? Yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a season of, I think, lots of anticipation because I think what we've all learned, not only did we learn very early that the pandemic was going to be way longer than any of us initially could have imagined, that then the reopening process is, is, is more of a process. It's just that. And I think we're sort of still in that and people, you know, are still figuring out not their own lives of routines and rhythms and, you know, managing either sickness or symptoms that like, there's a lot of that floating around. So I'd say when it comes to our, our work lives, when, you know, various uh, ministry and community experiences together, it's, it's requiring still quite a bit of tailoring and customization, either from a person to a person or a family to a family or group to a group in kind of whatever their reopening, whatever stage their reopening process is at, maybe at comfort levels or just in various practicalities and logistics of their lives. So yeah, I think we're sort of creeping our way out of that. And again, for me, the spring represents a season where, where hopefully the, the creeping only, only continues in the right direction. It is interesting, isn't it, that, you know, so sort of when you're given these different societal, you know, formal green lights to reopen, that they kind of govern the collective, but every individual is on their own journey in this, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And even now, you know, with, with kind of a sixth wave that we, we find ourselves in here in Ontario, um, you know, we're still wrestling with people testing positive and mm-hmm. having to self-isolate or having to you know, kind of isolate because they've been a close contact and not wanting to be in a group setting or, I mean, you think, man, we're, we're, we're out of this two years in and we're, we're still not out of it. It's progressively, slowly, person by person, case by case, uh, you know, kind of getting out of this and uh, yeah, no one size fits all 
line in the sand, which has been surprising, I guess. I don't, I don't know if you anticipated how we get out of this, but it's definitely different than what I had originally assumed or anticipated. So, yeah. um, I know at the same time, uh, wondering, you know, how things are going in your world, you, you do kind of live in a, in a broader than just Southridge world. I mean, you're one mm-hmm. of our church's board members, uh, on our provincial uh, denominational board with our MB conference, um, just in, in the broader church world, how are things going? What are you, what are you seeing? What's the pulse out there these days? Uh, yeah, I think in some ways it's similar to in leading a local church and different individuals and families, how, where, where people are at and that it's quite a spectrum. Similarly for, you know, churches across our, our family of churches and our denomination across the province, you know, there's been churches at various different stages of full re-engagement, or I'd say more significantly, what they, what, what things look like, um, sort of on the other side of, of pandemic life as they're in their reopening process. We've, we've sort of been saying quite a bit around here that, you know, obviously this, these two years have felt really long. It's kind of like two years has been 10 years in people's lives and experiences and almost not just the, 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 the length and the weightiness of the whole thing, but the rate of change. And I think that's, that's somewhat similar across our family of churches as well, that, our configurations of communities look a little bit different these days. And so, you know, there's change management uh, going on. But at the same time, in the possibility, uh, you know, as far as uh, lead, ministry leaders across our denominational family having opportunities to convene and get together, uh, just a few weeks ago, we had one of our first um, in-person events for uh, our denominational pastors and church leaders uh, that we were hoping to host like two years ago, but obviously put off, put off, put off. And so it was great to be with some others from across the different churches, families, different church families. We were actually uh, at an event uh, all about growing together in uh, loving and supporting and including the LGBTQ community in our churches to a greater degree, like we how we understand Jesus would. And it was beautiful to, uh, to have a chance to do that. So there's things that are getting going and taking off, but it's also, you know, an era of change. And we're sort of as a, as a denomination evaluating what the landscape looks like today compared to how different it was a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. Jeff, we've been talking a lot uh, around our church kind of coming out of the, the pandemic to the degree that we're coming out of it right now of being in a season of replanting or kind of relaunching a church from your perspective. What do we mean by that? Well, We've often used the metaphor in ministry. This could probably apply lots of places, maybe in people's businesses or things like that, uh, that sometimes it feels like you're building the plane while flying it. Imagine imagine an airplane that is already taken off and is in the air, but like is still being built and you know being repaired or wings being whatever. We've used that metaphor that sometimes it feels like, you know, you're you're going and you're you're working with people or, you know, we have various programs and things established and yet other things are always being tended to or rebuilt. I'd say that metaphor is as true as ever. And again, probably more so that we're, we're all coming out of this era of our lives. Um, not the same people and not with the same circumstances that we had just, just a couple years ago. And as a church, uh, we, we recognize this is, this is a significant moment to relaunch, restart. And then we've used the language of even replant for where God is leading us in the eras ahead. 
all the while still being a church and being a existing faith community and still trying to roll in faith community life together. Um, but also because of that two years has been 10 years rate of change we've experienced. Again, that's happened in the various households within our, our community. It's happened, you know, in some of our, our staff environments and whatnot. And so um, we think God has some some new things in store, but it, that it requires replanting level refocus mm-hmm. and commitment and energy and rallying and galvanizing all that kind of stuff. So, and you know, from your perspective, I know that when you talk about, uh, you know, adjusting the plane while it's flying, you know, making improvements, tweaks, whatever in the plane while it's flying, you're talking about more than just mere logistics here in this mm. replant restart uh, kind of season that we're sensing. What's behind that, at least from your perspective in your heart? I think in a lot of the change that we've all experienced through this, one of the one of the strengths, I think, of living through what we've lived through has it, it's created much opportunity for reflection. And I know refinement for me was a, a significant word in my life uh, throughout much of this season. Um, and also for some, a, a reevaluation, again, of, of either calendar or pace of life or priorities or whatever. And in some ways, uh, as, as a church community or people participating in a church, there's been a reevaluation for many of kind of what is the church and what role does it play in our lives? And I think we have an incredible opportunity to seek to get right to the heart, if not closer to the bullseye than we've ever been as we're in a replanting season. I think about it as like the church community is intended to be the environment and and community and, and like a family of the place where we most encounter and experience the presence of Jesus among us. And not only the the environment where we most encounter it, but where we are most then transformed, experience changed lives and are formed into the likeness of Jesus, that it's like spiritual family and spiritual formation. And that that's that's what we're up to. And yeah, we do lots of things and we have lots of programs and it requires a lot of effort and work and logistics to make it happen. And we want to always be improving those and there's things we can learn coming out of pandemic. But it's how do we come back to the refined center of a family defined by Jesus among us and seeking to grow spiritually and be formed into the likeness of Jesus. And my, sort of my hope is for people within our church or in their own reevaluation seasons of change that they're seeking to engage in a community like this for, for, for those reasons, because that's why we exist. That's what we're about. That's, that's kind of everything we're about is aiming to do that. And so we're, again, it's an opportunity to, to recommit um, to or orient ourselves to that center and that heart. And that excites me. Yeah, for, for Southridge members listening, as well as leaders from outside of our local community, you know, we talk about our church existing for one reason, to foster a lifestyle of full devotion to Jesus. So the restarting coming out of a pandemic is not the reopening or the reactivating of programmatic activity. It's the re-engaging in the fostering of the lifestyle of full devotion to Jesus and the re-stimulating together the fostering of the lifestyle of full devotion to Jesus. Hopefully we've been engaging that to some degree, if not in increasing ways during the pandemic, but that's actually what this is about. It's way more about the wine than the wineskins to Mm -hmm. use a metaphor that Jesus used. And so 
we're kind of pushing back to, to fight back on that temptation to assume that all this season is, is re-signing up for stuff, mm-hmm. right? Re-participating mm-hmm. in outward activity. And I know your heart, Jeff, and, and so many of us around here, is to actually reclaim the, the, the heart of all this mm-hmm. and really get into that. And, and that segues into uh, a, a conversation we had this past Easter weekend about a new teaching series that we're going to start in the month of May, uh, basically called faith foundations or the, the foundations of faith. Um, I know that you've been part of designing this and speaking into this. What, what, what's your heart behind this teaching series and what are you hoping to see God do? As we're all eager for a fresh start in our lives, probably on so many levels, uh, what a great time to, again, experience the freshness of sort of make it keeping the main things, the main things or revisiting, like what is the foundations of this whole thing we're a part of this church life, this following Jesus idea. And I think again, in a time of, of refinement and reevaluation is an, is it's an opportunity to also, um, uh, sort of course correct or rethink or reshape sometimes some of the misconceptions of again, what church and faith and Christianity or following Jesus is all about. Um, it, it's easy for there to be, especially in a, in a part of the world like ours, where, where Christianity is still relatively normative or, or cultural. Um, frankly, that, that there's just cultural understandings of Christianity that kind of maybe sometimes drift away from from the the sort of the the core elements of what this thing is and what it's about. And so, yeah, coming out of Easter and in this time of replanting, like we want to go kind of right to the the basics, right down to the foundation so that we in this time in our in history and in our lives can be building on the foundation of what faith in Jesus is actually all about. I think there's there's kind of no better time for for such a conversation. Um, as now, whether you've been been part of the church and following Jesus for a long time, because uh, I know I need that often in my faith and life, and especially if this is new to you, if you're emerging out of a pandemic life, just newly engaging in a community like ours and kind of exploring, okay, what is this about? And maybe church faith, maybe Jesus could play a role in my life. I think it's it's a perfect time for someone like that to participate in this uh, this journey together with us. Well, when you talk about this new framework or maybe this renewed framework of faith, uh, you know, to, to explain this or to outline this to leaders listening, but more importantly, as a bit of a teaser for our members, Mm. describe each of the weeks, uh, kind of the unique focus for, for each of the weeks, because I I think that each of these weeks, when we're going to invite and even re-invite people into just the way of Jesus, as Jesus framed it, you're right. It's compelling and maybe revolutionizing, maybe especially for those of us who've come from a faith background mm-hmm. and have got to kind of relearn some things or see things in a fresh way. So give us kind of the walkthrough of the four, the four different weeks. Yeah, the, the, the first week uh, we're describing as the, the focus of faith, which we've already been circling around this of like, what's the bullseye? What's the center? What is this all about? And we want to... Uh, maybe kind of correct or renovate some paradigms that sometimes you can think Christianity um, it's about just a particular sort of formula, or you got to just at some point say the right thing and you're sort of magically in, and that's kind of all it is, or, or you respond to some call in some moment and, and that that's kind of it. Or that, you know, 
you have a whole list of behaviors and beliefs you got to perfectly be able to check off to be sort of in the in-group. And if you do that and you can kind of keep up the, the appearance of all of that, that's what it means to be in. Um, we sometimes refer to that as sort of the, the fence mentality of being either inside the fence or outside the fence. And yet that, that's not really what, what Jesus invited people into. Um, and at the same time, people can sometimes wonder then what is it about? Is it just kind of fuzzy or, or not really about anything or what anyone you know, feels or thinks? No, that Jesus actually has a call and an invitation. The focus of faith is for us to look toward him and to follow him together, to seek to increasingly day by day get to know the person of Jesus and seek to align our lives with who he is and what he teaches and what he invites so we can experience the life that he has for us. That it's not about, you know, the formulas or the fences or the fuzziness. It's about following Jesus. And, and that's what sort of starts or initiates the Christian life. That's, that's kind of the, the, the first conversation of the focus of faith. Um, the second one I believe we're articulating or describing is the framework of our faith. It's sort of how how do we um, go about starting this process of knowing Jesus and following him? And this week is going to talk quite a bit about the role of the Bible in the Christian faith, but also what the Bible isn't in the Christian faith, because we do have this, this sacred text of the scriptures and the Bible um, to, to see and understand the stories and the teaching um, and the vision of uh, just kind of God's vision for life through Jesus. Um, but certainly, and maybe this is even more so in kind of the, the Western Christian society, at times I think it has seemed like the Bible is actually the foundation of our faith or that um, it's mostly about the book, the text. Um, and again, the degree to which I know it, uh, I understand it, I can fully comply with it. And that can actually become quite complex because there's different ways to interpret it. But that our faith, the framework of our faith is about a person and not pages. And that the Bible is, a, is a, kind of God's divine word to help point us to Jesus. But again, it's about Jesus, knowing and understanding, and actually experiencing, again, we celebrated Easter, the risen life and power of Jesus. And that the Bible is a guide to that. It's sort of a uh, we're so grateful for the, the tool it is in our spiritual sort of Christianity toolkit, but it's not um, the thing. It's not what we worship. Jesus is who we worship and we follow. Um, the third week is uh, what we're describing as the, the family of faith, that if it's about following Jesus, it's about recognizing that, that the Bible can help point us to Jesus, but it's, still, it's all about Jesus. The family is this community that we're a part of that isn't all about like any family. It's not about us all being the exact same or necessarily always thinking the exact same things. Like it's sameness isn't what holds us together. It's actually the bond of unity of Jesus's spirit working through us that holds us together. And we can experience uh, a community that you could never otherwise expect this kind of new creation, new community um, that is so unified and united around Jesus in its diversity as we all seek to follow him together, all coming from different places, different experiences, and kind of we're maybe even feeling like we're at different stages uh, in the journey. And then finally, as that family, the, the I think the last one is going to be described as the footsteps of faith. And it sort of puts all of this together. Of, okay, how do we actually live this out in a daily way? That this is about a lifestyle. This is about church programs or Sunday mornings or just attend stuff. 
but how do I implement this in my daily life? And we talk a lot about spiritual practice, whether that's individually or in community, that the kinds of activities that might include engaging with the scriptures includes maybe a life of prayer. It can include all kinds of music, being outdoors, uh, all kinds of spiritual pathways that when we engage in in a regular way, keep orienting our attention and our hearts back to this person of Jesus so that we can follow him more closely and become more like him. And we want to equip our community in how we, uh, we take those steps and we, um, in a daily way, uh, have uh, exercises and routines that help shape our life towards Jesus to a greater degree. So that, that's kind of the, the walkthrough as this is coming together. What's the focus? It's about following. Um, what's the framework? It's about how the Bible points us to Jesus because it's all about Jesus. Uh, that we're a family, we're a community, we're united in our diversity, and that we walk together in footsteps, you know, of spiritual practice towards Jesus. So well, is, that, is that, that how you're feeling it? Yeah, that's, that's terrific. I, I, I feel like this framework of, we call it centered set versus bounded set, hmm. the framework of how to read the Bible to point us to the person of Jesus, the, the, the dynamic of you know, what church is and, you know, that we're bound in unity of follower to Jesus, uh, followership to Jesus, not in certain right beliefs, and then growing spiritually through a practice-based faith as opposed to just participating in programs. I, I feel like even or maybe especially for members listening, this is going to be compelling, never mind applicable and inspiring to people who've never given faith a, a, a thought before. And when, when I think about these fundamentals, Jeff, I know that they're not automatic in people. They're, they're mm. certainly not automatic all the time in, in me. And I, I, I guess from your perspective and even from your experience, what is it that's going to have to be demolished or maybe the buzzword is deconstructed in order, especially for faith-based people, to restart, relaunch, rebuild their faith on the fundamentals of this Jesus-centered framework? Hmm. I, think, I think one of the things, I mean, first of all, I think any kind of growth or change requires uh, renovation or you know, something being dismantled so that something new can come. We use the renovation metaphor you know, in a home. Obviously, you got to start tearing some drywall down if you're going to remove a wall or whatever. Um, I think about, you know, any kind of growth and development, you learn a new language. There's almost things you have to unlearn about how you pronounce certain letters to learn how you properly pronounce those other letters. And, and it's just this cycle of, of growth. And I think in faith life, um, one of the things that that is so easy to drift towards is just sort of all the externals that if I attend all the right things, or I do all the right things, or I look a certain way and I talk a certain way, that that sort of adds up to a life of faith. And frankly, uh, ever since Jesus Day and including in this day and including in a community like ours, sometimes the the church or as religious leaders, somehow we can send that message that you, you got to um, just sort of walk, know the, know the, you know, the secret handshake or the, the password or whatever, and, and look a certain way. And I think that's something anytime we're returning to the heart of following Jesus and an inside out transformation that constantly needs to be deconstructed or renovated. And that'll probably look different or happen in some cycles time and time again, throughout someone's 
life of faith over over time. I think at the same time, um, sometimes there's simply things we've been handed that maybe aren't always the the full interpretations of what in a, a growing understanding of, of Jesus's life and teaching um, sometimes have been inaccurate. I know I've, I've probably experienced some of that in my life or shared some of that. And assuming God is continually growing us and progressively revealing himself to us, there are going to be things that we have to just recognize. I didn't think about fully and completely in the past or, or we didn't together understand, you know, fully and completely. And now we understand more clearly. So there is just ongoing um, learning and growth to me that that's just an expectation of of someone um, seeking to mature their their Christian faith. Um, so I think I think those are a couple of pieces. The external is a huge trap we fall into, just making it about the external things, and that has to be I think constantly deconstructed. Just learning new and fresh understandings of of what God has done in and through Jesus, I think are are two significant parts of the process, at least in my experience. Well, and here's what I'd want to tap into, because even on Easter Sunday, we talked about the temptation to cling to the old versus embracing the new life Mm -hmm. that Jesus died and and rose again to to make available. I know for some of us, and this is true of all of us, I guess, to some degree, we can be afraid of the letting go or afraid of the deconstruction process in order to have our hearts and our lives renovated anew by Jesus. What, what would you say to the person who's afraid to let go of things, feeling like that'll destabilize us and maybe mm. knock the whole house of cards of our faith you know, out from underneath us? What would you mm. say to that person if they're nervous about entering into a season like, like we're in, trying to reset and kind of relaunch into this Jesus-centered way of life? Mm. I think... In a lot of ways, it's those moments in our lives where our our sort of the most core um, at the roots part of our faith and trust. Uh, I was tempted to say exposed, but I think even more it has an its opportunity to be activated. That when Jesus called people to follow him, pretty much to a person in the gospel stories. It meant that they left something, that they dropped something, that they turned from something they were used to and familiar with, and they knew that tomorrow was going to feel uh, in a stable way like today. They, they sort of stepped out of that. And I think a life of faith is sort of a constant response to Jesus's invitation to follow. And, and the promise that we need to be anchored in is that Jesus said he came to bring life and life to the fullest, that this, this life uh, is, is the best one we can pursue. If you've experienced a vision of this Jesus way sounding like something like nothing else, to me, that's our motivation to say, if there's something I got to let behind, even when it's unsettling, even when it's a bit scary, um, am I going to trust Jesus to try out this life and see where it takes me? Um, Jesus says, those of us that try to hold on to our life as we know it and understand it, uh, will likely lose it, that those things may not be the, the best things or may, may kind of run out or evaporate. But those of us that release our lives or let go of our lives or lose our lives to enter into the fullness of following Jesus, that's where um, we find it. And paradoxically, it's also intended to be something quite 
um, comforting and done with ease. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary. I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And I think we hold those two things together, that there's high challenge and high comfort, but that the, the act of faith is when Jesus says, follow. I say yes, and I, I want to be in. And I'm, even if that means, and even as I grow in my faith, that means letting something else go, maybe even my understanding up until this point, because maybe Jesus wants to show me more, show, show me new, show me abundance I haven't experienced yet. Yeah, and I think people listening need to appreciate this is the invitation of Jesus in an ongoing way. I'm often pastorally in conversations with people clarifying for them the theological difference between salvation and sanctification, where salvation is the essentially the response to Jesus' invitation to let go of the old and embrace the new through him the first time. Sanctification is that exact same decision the next time and the next time and the next time. I hear people describe it as being born again, again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who've embarked on a faith journey, letting go of stuff and embracing stuff, we're almost afraid to relinquish some of what we've embraced to embrace more of Jesus. And, and we need to appreciate that we're not just invited into a one-time experience of salvation, but an ongoing transformational journey called sanctification in mm -hmm. order to become like Christ and experience more of his life and vibrancy and presence and power and flourishing in our lives. And so I hope that, you know, not just leaders listening, but our Southridge members can embrace the journey of sanctification so that we can dive into this next season in a real fresh start way, embracing the new that Jesus has for us wherever we are uh, on the journey. And uh, really looking forward to that. I guess as we wrap up, Jeff, knowing that you know, as a, a church uh, intending to be a missional church, obviously our Sunday series, even our Sunday gatherings, not necessarily the focal point of who we are. It's not necessarily us at our best or at God's best. Um, and isn't necessarily everything to do with, with replanting, restarting, rebuilding momentum. I guess just walk us through quickly what other initiatives that you're excited to, to see restarting this spring, especially as the warmer weather can give us opportunities that we haven't had for some time. Yeah, a few things uh, pretty excited about. Um, one thing that we're launching this week, just in this whole spirit of, of replanting, it's kind of for, for sort of core, core leaders in our community is something we call catalyst teams that we're doing in all three of our locations as a chance for some of our, our core people in various ministries to, to be together and really get galvanized in a fresh way around all this kind of stuff we're talking about, how we live this out, how we embody this and fully devote ourselves to it to help kind of guide and lead our church in the season ahead. And it sort of catalyzes, you know, uh, more of, of God's activity among us. We're excited for that. Um, you know, people can be praying for, for that and that group in this season. Uh, as far as getting engaged in community and having environments where we process life and faith together, um, we're going to have a spring group experience uh, that's tied to this May series that we were talking about today, uh, where in each location we'll have a, a life group. That's what we call our, our, our small groups that connect through the week a life group that's meeting uh, in our facilities in all three locations each week as an open invitation every Sunday for, or, or every week for a month to come and meet some people, um, enjoy some uh, coffee and snacks and stuff like that together, just some of the, the community building and have some space to process what we're hearing, what we're learning, what maybe we're learning for the first time, what maybe we are renovating in our thinking of faith because we believe that life change happens very much 
in relationship and in community. And those are environments to help uh, foster and facilitate our, our next steps of faith. And then uh, sort of an, an outflow of that, and this is uh, the, the, the warmer weather is a big role in this too. The missional engagement in, in all three of our locations uh, is starting to be able to um, sort of crank up a notch uh, by having numbers of greater numbers of people being able to get together. I know we recently just got our uh, event tent set up in our St. Catharines location, the parking lot for some of our, our shelter community life initiatives to happen under the tent, whether it's sharing meals together or playing euchre, having barbecues, you know, we're, we're soon getting into barbecue season. I know our Caribbean worker uh, relationships and uh, drop-in center and health clinics, all that stuff is getting rolling, I believe, as we get into May. Um, and it's, it's just a chance for us to interact with each other and those that may find themselves on the margins of our society and community uh, to engage in this holistic, fully devoted life of faith, of loving others uh, as much as we love ourselves and inviting them into that journey of knowing and experiencing Jesus as well. So that stuff's get, getting going. I know a lot of the, the our Anchor Cause Community Life programs are... Uh, are just getting off the ground in a, in a fresh way. So I, I'd really invite you to uh, to take part in that, or maybe if you're in a life group as a life group to get plugged in, uh, serving together in our anchor causes because it's it's part of the transformational uh, process and difference that Jesus makes when we when we get to engage missionally together. Yeah, for those listening who just soaked in, kind of breathed the air of wow, it's been three years since we were able to gather together for an Easter Sunday. It's been a long time since we've been able to reclaim shelter, community life, community life with our migrant worker friends, community life around the kitchen ministries in in Welland and re-experience the, the vibrancy of that. So I hope that people will take advantage of all of that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, as we wrap up, Junior, any final encouragements or challenges to both our members and to leaders listening when it comes to this reconstruction of a church and more importantly, the reconstruction of lives of faith around the person of Jesus? I, I would just say uh, we, we have such an awesome opportunity to kind of go in on all of this, go in on trusting and following Jesus all together. Um, you know, our lives have been quite scattered for a long time. And again, we've been in a very customized, not one size fits all sort of circumstances. And, and that's still true and going to be true for some time. And yet I, I've maybe never been more excited to want to, with others in community, take Jesus fully at his word and see what happens in a new way, kind of like you're using the wine and wineskin metaphor, like new wine being poured into the life of, of, of his church to, to go all in on Jesus together, not, not try to do it by ourselves, not try to do it, you know, as scattered as we've been to come together, um, to make this a core part of our lives and routine and, uh, and then see what happens. And uh, yeah, that's my encouragement to all of us. That's my prayer to all of you, whoever's listening in our community or beyond in your own faith communities. And uh, I, think, I think the best days of the church are, are still ahead. Amazing, Jeff. Thanks so much for being with us today. Great. Good to, good to be a part of it again. And uh, thanks to all of you for tracking with us again today. We'll see you in one week's time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Thank you.